Hello and welcome once again to One Star Bazaar, where we review the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. This week we look at an attempt at bringing a wildly successful Broadway show to the silver screen, the film Cats. Unfortunately for everyone involved, it turned out to be a box office bomb and left most theaters so quickly we almost didn't get the chance to see it. Oh, but we did. Yes. We made time. <laughs> we made it happen. Cats is directed by Tom Hooper of The King's Speech, written by Lee Hall and Tom Hooper. It was released in theaters on December 20th of 2019 and features James Corden, Judi Dench, Jason Derulo, Idris Elba, Jason Derulo. Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Rebel Wilson, and Francesca Hayward. And some others, but they're not famous, right? I mean, yeah, because really no one, like, starred in it. It was, like, an ensemble cast. Right. So that's why I said featuring instead right. of starring. Because, right. like, each person kind of gets, Yeah, I mean, the, like, there are minutes. there are other main characters <laughs> played by other people, but they're not necessarily... They're, like, famous or not even famous. I don't know. They're, like, ballet yeah. dancers turned actors who were recruited probably for their dancing ability versus their star power right anyway based on the broadway musical this film concerns a tribe of cats who must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heaviside layer and come back to a new life if you're confused you're not the only one well if you're confused you've probably never seen the broadway show either well, which plenty of people have sure they which have. is fine we'll get into that so this movie has a 32% on Metacritic, a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, and was liked by a shockingly low 29% of Google users. May that might just be because it's still in theaters, so maybe people haven't had a chance to review it yeah, yet. I'm but sure when it's on for Google, that's streaming. Yeah. I'm sure most of you have heard that this movie is terrible, nightmare-inducing, and any other number of horrible things. So we're going to break from tradition and read three reviews from critics who actually rated it positively. So Richard Brody of The New Yorker said, The movie Cats is, forgive the critical jargon, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Hall of The Sydney Morning Herald said that while it's far from being perfect or even purr, I can't purr with my, my voice. You can purr. See? <laughs> Yeah, say perfect. Perfect. There you go. It certainly doesn't warrant the abuse that has been heaped upon it. At the very least, it deserves a chance. Alan Na of Film Threat said, The movie, like the play, is a series of delightful songs strung together by a thin, loose thread of a plot, which lends a little credence to all the criticism and mockery online. But once you know this and have been warned by the trailer, what you're in for is a remarkably fun time at the movies. We did have a little afternoon out and went to go see this in theaters. We brought our youngest kid along with us, which was definitely a trying experience. Yes. So let's go ahead and... Okay, I know sometimes when you feel very strongly about a movie, you like to throw the outline out the window. Yes, I do! <laughs> and I would like to do that now. Here's the problem. Okay, typically we go through and we say, how's the acting? How's the story? You know, how's the direction? Basically, what is the nitty-gritty kind of filmmaking parts that, you know, who's to blame for why this is bad is basically what we're getting at. Yeah. 
the problem with this is okay and a lot of time yeah it's the writers or the director because and ultimately i'm gonna blame the director here because it's his vision and he is one of the two writers okay and so okay there's a lot of very minor differences between the musical that i've seen which was filmed but was ultimately a filmed version of the stage version filmed it or you know london on a whatever right versus this version that has been altered and edited down and kind of you know characters have been adjusted and combined and to make a more cohesive cinematic experience which to be fair has been done very successfully recently so you had um, into the woods and you had les mis both of which were hugely successful, both with audiences. Oh, you mean Les Mis, which was also directed by Tom Hooper? Oh, was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me double check that. So yes, Tom Hooper, the director, has in fact experienced directing or adapting a musical, a very you know big hit musical, mm-hmm. for the silver screen before, because he that did direct Won a Les couple Mis. Oscars for some people. <laughs> did it? I don't know. And Hathaway. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so your point was that this has been done before successfully, but yeah. for he- here it, it kind of, yeah. So what I'm going to say is it's his fault because, <laughs> because it's his vision and he's one of the writers and ultimately the acting, I'm not going to, it's the, the problem isn't the acting, it's the characters okay. as far as their problems. And that goes back to him, you know, directing them and wanting them to, act to his vision and make the characters a certain way. And ultimately, I'm not going to blame them for it. I mean, I will say this. I'll say this in a minute. First, I want to know, before we really jump into all this nitty-gritty stuff and get into the details of why this movie kind of failed, I've seen this before as a musical. You've never seen it. I have never seen it. So I just want to know your thoughts overall, your impressions, before we really jump into why. Okay, so without getting too detailed, because we will touch into yes, our sure. you know, review criteria in a little bit, but I definitely, in pulling together reviews for this movie after we'd already seen it, I definitely agree with some of them in that it doesn't really make any sense. So there's, like, no story? So, no, there is a story. Okay. It's not well explained. Sure. Like, I turned to him within the first, like, three minutes of the movie, and I was like, what the heck is a jellical cat? Uh-huh. Like, they don't explain that. Right. Like, it's a street cat. It's a, like, what, what? What is a jellical like cat? It's like their tribe. They couldn't even have put, like scrolling text of like this is what a jellicle cat okay, is thing, okay so so cats the musical is based on a book of kind of silly poems mm-hmm. right by t.s Eliot, and the way that this has been adapted by other people makes me think that this must have been like a pretty well-known book back when these dudes who are now all like in their 70s were kids so if, mm-hmm. like, if you were born in the 40s and you grew up in the 50s and 60s in england you read this book, like, the way that you would read, like, Winnie the Pooh growing up, you know, or whatnot. hmm Okay? So, 
it's a little bit nonsensical, kind of absurdist poetry. Like, it's just silly right. for kids. You know, like like Lewis Carroll type stuff, except here I don't think there's any deeper right. metaphor the way with his. So, that aside, though, like, if you kind of just put out of your mind the idea that you have to understand what's happening and just look at, like, the spectacle of all of it, it's kind of fun. Okay. But, I will say... Getting into the acting here. Yeah. Anytime Jennifer Hudson was on screen, I was amazed. Like, she did so well in this movie. Yeah. She carried this movie as far as it could be carried. Mm -hmm. She, like, granted, most of her, her parts are, like, singing, which is what she does best. Right. But, you know, from the you know, the tears on her face to, like, the little snot dribbles you get mm -hmm. when you cry too hard. And, like, she really pulls you into her character. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't necessarily understand anything you about do her not understand. story. I totally thought she was a washed-up sex worker. Like, cat prostitute. Yes. Right? <laughs> she even turned to me in the theater and she's like, so she's like a cat prostitute? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I guess kind of, but not really. I mean, she's just kind of... She is she's a, like a... She's a, a has-been. Yeah, she's, she's a, a has-been cat. a fallen cat. star. Uh-huh. Um, Doesn't really matter what she's going also, through. She just has seen a lot. I... I, mean. I go... I just... I can't wrap my... So, you had the problem in Bright where you couldn't wrap your head around the universe. Okay. I cannot wrap my head around the cat's universe. Okay. So, when everyone goes to sleep, somehow Cat World comes alive... <sighs> And there's, like, bars and nightclubs for oh. cats. There's, there's, um, apparently, yeah, so Jennifer Hudson was the star singer at this cat nightclub. I didn't get that. Yeah, okay. yeah, she was. Okay. There was a part where they're like, oh, she used to be the headliner at the Catico Club or whatever oh, it was. Uh, like, okay. yeah, so she was a lounge singer. Okay. Who then went off with Idris Elba. It was just baffling. Did they? Did I? Did I go to the bathroom during that part or I mean, something? You must have. <laughs> I don't see. The thing is, I read a review. For the record, I probably have done the most personal research for any movie that we've ever done on our podcast for this movie. We refuse and to talk about it with each other. It's been several days. He's been like stewing and singing songs for <laughs> cats. And, like, listening to the original soundtrack to, like, no, yeah, compare. I, a lot of that's research. Because I'm like, okay, I want to see the comparisons. How did how did this, how did they kind of remold this character in the movie compared to if you just saw it on Broadway or in London or something? Yes, or in because a local, in, in the trailer, like, the, the white cat that we see, the ballerina one, yeah. is, like, introducing Francesca, whatever her name is. Hayward, yeah. Hayward. Um... She's not in the original. She is a character, but she okay. basically doesn't... She's She, like, has maybe a line here or there. Okay. Like, she's a she's background like a, character. Yeah, okay. What they did was they essentially took a few different characters and combined them into one character and then also made that character be the stand-in for the audience. Because in the musical, the cats break the fourth wall several times and they'll like be like oh hey all these humans are confused about what's going on here oh hey humans what's up this is welcome to our world kind of mm -hmm. like you're saying and it's not i don't think it's like a magical different cat world it's just however it's just a silly there is magic in okay. this cat world yes because mccavity and 
Mr. Mistopheles kind of can literally do magic. Conjure up, yeah. And disappear in a right. whirl of teleport, smoke. Teleport people and things. Yes. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief for this movie. <laughs> so okay? much. Which, if you're willing to suspend that much for, like, the magic aspect of it, like, sure, you're just getting a glimpse into, like, this crazy little world of vignettes. Okay. <laughs> don't make sense. I don't... Okay, let's backtrack here. It's the movie 43 of let's, Cats. Let's backtrack back here, because <laughs> there's a lot of different things I want to go with, and I need to stay organized okay. on point. So I read some reviews, and I watched some videos, and I'm comparing and everything. The point is, I did a lot of research, and I read several reviews. And in fact, some of the reviews I read were like, hey, let's hear what some theater, musical theater critics would say about this film. And mm -hmm. they were much more forgiving. Mm -hmm. To start, this movie, this musical is already one of the most polarizing musicals. Okay? Okay. Elitist musical theater lovers, a lot of them look down on this musical because it kind of is just a silly story and it's just an excuse to just have these kind of rock opera. First of all, a lot of those people look down on Android Weber in general because his musicals are more modern rock banger kind of music musicals versus traditional like great dramatic stories with you know rousing scores and right mm -hmm. so you already have a divide there so you already have people who like musical theater a lot of them hate cats in general then you add the fact that you got this the trailer drops and you have these like weird cgi uncanny valley things going on where you have actors and you have their like kind of human faces on these cat bodies but they're kind of cat-like but not enough and so you already have a lot of people are now turned off and then they're going to tell their friends, oh, it's horrible. And that's funny because the thing it made me think of that's kind of topical recently is when Tesla released their Cybertruck and everybody's <laughs> like, that's so weird. I hate it. But then maybe some people are like, well, now that I've thought about it, the, your brain rejects whatever is really out there and crazy. But then when it becomes more, you just kind of get used to it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I totally imagine in 20 years when people have just seen this and it's just not a big deal anymore. Or maybe other movies have done things. I don't know. That'll, maybe no movie will ever do this again because this movie bombed. But when it becomes not strange and extreme, I don't think people are going to. That won't be as big of a deal for this movie. Yeah. So one of the problems we had with the screening we went to is... So they re-released the movie while it was still in theaters like with upgraded, recently. yeah, with upgraded digital effects because they forgot to do some stuff. <laughs> yeah, they essentially sent out the rough draft. Yeah, and I think we still saw the version that was not fixed because there were a lot of instances where so the two things that stand out are one like the hands. So sometimes there would be fur on the hands up to like the fingers, basically. So like they have the furry palms or what do you call the back of your hand? The back the of your hand. The rear palm. The upper palm. Okay. Um, like, so sometimes there was fur. Sometimes there wasn't any fur. Sometimes there was like makeup. Sometimes there wasn't makeup. Like there was no consistency with their hands. And then I noticed... In a lot of the dance sequences, especially, like, where there's a big wide shot, like, their heads, like, their face is not matching up perfectly mm. with, like, the cat body. Okay. And it's super creepy. So, okay. I feel like, I mean, granted, people used to say the musical had, like, scary, weird costumes, but, like, 
If you ever saw Beauty and the Beast, like the TV show with Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman, mm -hmm. they made that man look like a lion. Right. Like, yeah. it's possible to practically make someone Correct. look Correct. like a cat. Uh -huh. So I don't feel they needed to rely... Like, sure, give them CGI tails, give them CGI ears, yeah. but, like, have them wear ma make makeup, the rest... Masks. No, yeah. I agree. They like, definitely should have had more, cat -like. more makeup and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Oh Which again is something we don't usually critique on this movie, but it's something you have to mention. Like, <laughs> okay, so going back to the director's vision that I have a huge yes. problem with. Uh -huh. So we have Victoria, our white kitten, who's dropped off for dead by some human at the beginning of the film. Which one review I read was like, that's the worst way to begin the movie because that's not how the musical starts. The musical starts and all the cats are coming out going like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, humans. Hey, what's so now she's our stand-in. She's the other cats are going, oh, you're new around here. Well, this is what's going on, the way that they would address the audience. Right. The problem, so you have this, this weird thing where they're constantly making these small changes throughout the movie, and they're changing the perspectives, and they're making everything kind of opposite, and I don't understand, this movie doesn't understand what it's trying to do, because none of it has any cohesive effect. So, you have... Victoria is a stand-in for the audience, and she gets explained to instead of them breaking the fourth wall. However, then at the end, Judy Dench's character, when all is said and done, then addresses the audience the way that they do in the musical, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, humans, you know, you must know the real way to, you know, treat cats, and this yeah. is what cat and whatever. And it's like, it's such a weird dichotomy. Then you have songs that in the musical would be sung by one of the main characters as they introduce and basically give you, hey, you know, here's my candidate. Like, it's almost like, so, to explain really quick as we, you know, to expand on the synopsis, a bunch of cats are kind of up for the nomination to be the one. It's Cats Got Talent. Yeah, sure. There you they go. They get the starring show in Vegas, but <laughs> Vegas is in the sky. Is, is, is heaven, reincarnation, whatever, right? And <laughs> yes. they get to, like, yeah, move on up to the east side. So, <laughs> so a bunch of these cats kind of have their nomination, their candidate, and so a lot of the songs are like, hey, this is my guy, he's awesome, you know, this is his life story, blah, 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 right? Right. But it's actually not sung by the cat it's about, it's sung by one of the main characters. So, like, Rum Tum Tugger, who has his own song, introducing himself, it's kind of a, you know, hip rockin' song. In this movie, it's Jason Derulo, oh, right? Oh, uh-huh. In the musical, he's the one who sings the song about Mr. Mistopheles and how an, he's an amazing, clever, magical cat, and he'll be able to solve their problems. In the movie... Instead of being this kind of awesome, you know, hey, um, his, this is my friend, he's awesome. In the movie, it's him singing about himself. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess I could try. Like, he's very shy and unsure about his abilities. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is about, I guess, them trying to, like, raise him up and give him the confidence to, you know, be able to perform this conjuring act where he can, you know, r rescue their leader from being kidnapped and, like, magically whisk him back to home mm -hmm. that's a very different you, you know what i'm saying that's a very different thing and it totally yeah. changes the tone of those scenes and yeah. i don't have a problem with it except for the fact that they make that change from oh this guy's perspective to now the actual person's perspective but then there's other times they do the opposite where instead of the person singing about themselves now they're doing a different person like 
It's just weird. I don't so, know. I will say, for not having seen the musical, uh-huh. I thought it was fine. No. <laughs> I guess the big like, problem is... I enjoyed the, like... They're trying to they make... Have, yeah. They're trying to make drama where there isn't any. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that they're trying... I think to some degree they're doing it because they're trying to condense down the characters so they don't have so many characters. Yeah. Because if you see the musical, like, there's so many different characters that have, like, solos and stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this movie, they're like, no, let's condense it down to, like, these six or seven or whatever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But then again, why... If you're trying to... If the point is to condense it down, why not have Jason Derulo singing this song instead of... This other guy, who's, like, not even a famous star. He's, you know, like, isn't he another, like, ballet dancer? I don't even know. I don't know either. Anyway, so it's just kind of weird. Like, it doesn't make any sense, the changes that they're making, because they're going in one direction with this part, but then they're going in the opposite direction with a different part, and they're very conflicting, I Mm -hmm. felt. Maybe, do you think that could be a case of them trying to pay homage to the original and satisfy those original fans, whereas well, I mean, they then putting their own spin on it. I, I think that they're trying to create like love and drama out of where there's not, because we have this whole Victoria and then like Mr. Mistopheles, the cat, like he kind of likes her and comes to her rescue at one point. Yeah. And they're trying to create him as this maybe... I don't know, main character foil to her kind of innocent young Yeah, no, I feel like whatnot. he's definitely, like, they're, yeah, they're, they're definitely supposed to be love interests. And it just doesn't work, I feel yeah. like. And there's nothing in the musical like that. And they they try to create it there. And it's just, but then at the same time, like, if you're going to make big changes, why not, I wish they, okay, why not make really big changes? And here's where <laughs> I'm going to go. This is going to be, like I say, this is going to be a very free-form kind of episode. <laughs> I'm just going to be all over the place, and I apologize, because I really want to not dislike this movie, mm-hmm. but it makes it really hard, because there's a lot that's really bad about it, and I know what my final judgment is going to be. I've already decided what I'm going to say, so we'll get to that later, but what's what? the worst part I can't, of... I can't change your mind. There's no, there's going to be no... We'll see. We'll okay. see. You don't know what it is, is so... I... <laughs> okay. What's the worst part about this movie? So... Or what's the worst part of this movie? Well, I mean... So... I mean, for me, honestly... It's... Taking aside Or even, what's the worst scene of, of like, this movie? Okay. Okay, I have a guess what yours is going to yeah, be. Yeah, I... Because one obvious. of my coworkers, I think, shares your view. Okay. But... For me... The most annoying thing about this movie is simply, like, the randomness of all of it. Okay. Like, No, I, I agree, and we can talk about that more yeah. in a sec, too. And that's where I'm getting with this, mm-hmm. kind of. Okay, the worst part of this movie is the entire song and scene and storyline concerning Rebel Wilson's character. That's what I thought you were going to say. This, <laughs> okay. She is a... Gumpy cat? Gum, a Gumby cat. Gumby cat. Which I don't know if that's a real thing. But basically, she's a house cat who's kind of fat and lazy. She's, she's a mouser cat. But at night, she goes and she rounds up all the pests in the house. And she's like, oh, you're all you rapscallions need to be productive and, you know, live honest, good, hardworking lives. And so she, like, makes the mice and the cockroaches into, like, 
marching band and all this stuff. And it's kind of just, in the musical, it's kind of just a stupid, silly song. It's based on one of his poems, obviously. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, it's like a children's poem. It's kind of a, just a silly, it's silly. There's nothing to it. And as being part of the musical, when you just accept that the musical is just supposed to be kind of a bunch of silly vignettes about cats who are just kind of, and it's just supposed to be fun mm -hmm. and it's not supposed to have any deep meaning to it. It's just supposed to kind of be just, you're just supposed to sit back and enjoy. It's just cats singing and dancing and have a good time. Right. And yeah. some people don't like that. And some people definitely do like that because the music is just, you know, you can tap, tap your feet to it and you can just have fun so and I won't deny that the music is very catchy. Right. Like, despite not having seen the musical, I have heard songs from the musical, either whether, like, on the radio right. or in other movies or well, and, like, whatever memory, situation. Memory is basically the most, like, famous song from a musical probably in the world. Like, it's been recorded 600 times or, you know, covered 600 times or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I don't remember. I read it somewhere. So... If you're going to make a more cohesive, dramatic movie storyline with what this, you know, material gives you from the musical, don't be afraid to just cut stuff out that's stupid and makes no sense. Yeah. I would, first of all, I don't just think the song is kind of like its point, like it doesn't add much to the story, but also I don't like... The character, so the gray cat, who's kind of the MC slash narrator, mm -hmm. which is more played up, I think, in the musical, but in this, he's just, we kind of get that, because he's the one that's, like, telling Victoria at the beginning, oh, yeah, this is, you know, cats have three names, which make, oh, is she going to find out her not? No, that doesn't, <laughs> there's no payoff there. Um, he introduces her, he's kind of like, oh, this is my candidate, you know, this cat, like, I didn't like his acting job. He was too somber of a character. He wasn't having really fun with it, you know? I don't know. To me, he seemed, like, predatory. Like, okay. That, yeah, that's fine. And, like... Criticize all you... Away. <laughs> Criticize away. Yeah, he You just, don't even know his name. How yeah. about that? Well, his name is Monkus Trap, by But, the yeah, way. so basically, like, he sees this little kitten get thrown on the street in a bag and is, like... I'm going to go talk to that cat. Well, like, <laughs> and in fairness, all of the cats kind of surround well, her. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's the... I don't know. I just feel like, overall, he... They did not make it clear that he was the one, like... I don't know. It just seemed like he wanted to, like, kidnap her or something. <laughs> like, it was the same feeling I had with that fawn in Chronicles of Darnia. I was like, okay. it was getting, like, too, like, Law too, and Order SBU for me. Like, <laughs> okay. So... In the musical, there's a couple extra songs that have been cut out um, here. One involves him kind of narrating this story about a bunch of basically like rival street gang dogs <laughs> that kind of are barking at each other. And and then he sings this song and then there's some other stuff. He Oh, another example. In this version, the film version, he's the one that sings half of the Skimble Shanks, the railway song, right? The oh, railway yeah. cat song. In the musical, it's all Skimbleshank singing about himself. So again, we have this weird, like, okay, we're going to make... In the musical, the theater cat gets sung about by someone else, and then Skimbleshank sings about himself, but then in the movie, the theater cat will sing about himself, and Skimbleshanks will get introduced by different... Per like, it's... Why make the changes? I don't get it. 
I just don't well, get what they were trying to, to do. Skimble Shanks or whatever his name is, because yes. he was a great tap dancer. And our child, we were like one of, there were like five of us in the theater, three of which were us. Yes. And our he kid was like little, was uh, getting so antsy. Yeah. But then that scene came on, and he just froze and like watched the entire thing without moving. Right. So. Okay. Definitely an entertaining part of the show. So his character was not really like well... we we see him in the background of other scenes, mm -hmm. but yeah, you don't know anything about him. Like, why is that one cat wearing pants? You know, like dancing in the background is what I thought. Okay. And then, oh hey, he's a contestant in this Cats Got Wait, Talent oh, show. Oh, the Skimble Shanks. Yeah. Oh, cat. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so going back to Monkus Trap, the gray cat, who's oh, kind of the. Okay. He's the MC. He's the master of ceremonies. He's the one that's like, hey, this is what's going on. I feel like in the musical, he's much more... He's the... I don't know how to describe it. Like, the, the Shakespearean kind of, like, narrator, you know, fool oh, kind of character, uh -huh. you know? Who's like, oh, you know, come here and, you know, let's yeah, peel like back the curtain. Yeah, like from Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's kind of the puck character, right? Mm -hmm. Who's... Who's kind of like, oh, this is this is what's going on. Except he's not necessarily influencing. He's just yeah. kind of showing us this world. In this movie, no. Like, there's not any, like, joyousness to his character. <laughs> I feel like. I don't think he smiled at all in this yeah. film. So one thing we have not brought up yet is Idris Elba's character. Okay. So, he's a cat. It's another big, big a change. A magical though. cat who apparently is on wanted posters. He's a, he's the villain of the film for, basically. For committing cat crimes, mm -hmm. but also human crimes. Sure. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> I want to watch like where there's an actual cat burglar. That's a cat. <laughs> that's a cat. And it's not just like and an animated does magic. movie in a Zootopia <laughs> no, world cuz I want to see this version. In Zootopia. Give me that spin-off. <laughs> One thing I'd like to say about Idris Elba and this applies to several characters. A lot of the characters, their cat outfit is kind of them wearing like a swanky fur coat. Yeah, they all look like pimps. And it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. And it really weirded me out when there's the scene with Idris Elba and he's dancing and he's not wearing his coat. And he's basically just wearing this like... Yeah. Like he, spandex he looking cat fur outfit. Coat. So basically he goes from being a long haired cat to a very short-haired cat. And he, yeah, he's wearing like a fedora yeah. when he's got his it's, pimp suit on. It is on very, stuff. yeah. It's very weird. different, right? And yeah. I liked him. He's just kind of perched up watching everybody, and he's got his fur coat and his fedora on, and he's all in the shadows, mysterious, and laughing at people and kidnapping people. Because his whole plan is, oh, if I eliminate all the competition, then I have to win yeah. the contest. Yeah, so... Another big change with his that they did is that, um, so Taylor Swift's character, Bombadurril, which we don't learn any of these people's names, nope. by the way, except like Victoria, like except a couple of the names, the, the ones whose songs mention In fact, in fact it's not even clear that like she's with him until like halfway through her song oh, yeah, when it's like, yeah, she's like oh, she's actually singing about and... that guy and drugging everyone with catnip. Like, so in the musical, the song about McCavity, which is sung by her character, mm -hmm is supposed to be more of like a warning, like a watch out for this guy, he's bad news mm -hmm. kind of thing. In the movie, 
she's all, it's like her bragging me like, yeah, my boss, he's so badass. He's so awesome and cool. And mm -hmm. you know, nobody can catch him. And, and she's meanwhile, like helping him, yeah. you know, they're distracting everybody and getting them drugged up on catnip so that they can then whisk yeah. away with, you know, and then they, I don't know if they, you can tell me if victim. they do this in the musical or not, but rump, rumble, rum, tum, tugger. No. Oh, rumple, Rumple teaser and teaser Mungo Jerry. And Mungo Jerry. It's <laughs> oh jeez. Um, so I mean, it's clear that they're not like nice because they like mm -hmm. leave Victoria to get caught by the people, mm -hmm. the humans. But like, you Which don't realize happen. that they're with McCaffrey. And they're not. And okay. again, they they for the movie they played up this whole like crime family yeah. faction of cats that are with him and help you know yeah. that are his henchmen that's not the case in the musical okay. they're just kind of like oh hey we're the cat burglar cats we're so cool this is our song we're done and then it's just a silly little vignette about everybody it's like everybody going around a circle introducing themselves and you know oh what's something interesting about you yeah in song form you know so one other thing i do want to mention about the weirdness and the awkwardness of them being cats but also people yeah. one of my coworkers brought this up when we were talking about it it's um the gross scenes where like there's the one where rebel wilson's doing her little song and dance yeah. and whatever and I'll she be honest. occasionally when we were talking about that cockroach. i never finished talking about yeah <laughs> we need to go back to that she eats a cockroach every once in a while assume like presumably the with human faces by the way well yeah with cockroaches march around who are yeah. also cgi so, people into cockroach so bodies the, but with human faces the mice are like children, mm -hmm. they're child faces. Okay. And the cockroaches are like rockette, like showgirl mm -hmm. people. Yeah. With human faces Do and cockroach bodies. I don't know. Okay. It's just ugh. Yeah. Anyway, and then the part where she's like trying to lick herself, like on the floor, but like she's too fat to lick herself. Oh, and the thing is, okay, so or when Judy Dench like pops her leg up yeah. in the air and like appreciation for Ian that McKellen's was, that was show. weird. That was a weird thing that I read some <laughs> criticism of. With Rebel Wilson and James Corden, they 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 added in some kind of ad-lib jokes here and there, and they had their characterizations kind of be doing the slapstick, you know, lowbrow comedy mm -hmm. that was added for the film. I mean, sure, a director's can Im have embellishment or whatever, but, like, none of those lines. Like, they literally... The, the musical has no spoken words, whereas mm -hmm. here they're like, oh, yeah, just add in a, a you know, off-the-cuff joke, you know, while everybody's singing and dancing, you can be like, oh, what's going... You know... I didn't, I, like, I hated that. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I hated everything about Rebel Wilson's character. And I don't hate Rebel Wilson, and I didn't hate her as an actress. I hated her character completely. I want that scene and that song completely removed. Like, I would love to see a director's cut, or I'd love to see an alternate version where they decided, hey, we need to have kind of the comedy song Let's put, let's leave in the song about the dogs fighting each other and them all telling these stories <laughs> and remove that song instead and, and even use that as a way to introduce what's going on. Like it could just be happening in real time. They're all like, Oh, what's going on? Oh, the dogs, you know, blah, blah, blah is happening. And they're all watching and, you know, Victoria's going, Oh, this strange new world. I've never, you know, I, what's out here on the streets. Mm -hmm. And then you have the cat. Cause at the end of the, the, the dog fight, this cat is basically like, yo, shut the, uh, you know, up. Dogs and all the dogs are like, oh, because they're just 
their bite is that they're barking at each other. Right. Right. And so, and they're like, whoa, what was that? You know, oh, that's, you know, Rumpus Cat. He's, you know, yeah. He's going to the, we're all going to the thing, this Jellicle Ball or whatever. And have that, I don't know. They could have, I would have changed the order of some of the songs to try to make the narrative fit better and introduce through her eyes more. Mm-hmm. I will say this. One of the big changes was an addition. They, there's this song, Beautiful Ghosts. Oh, yeah. That was written great. by Taylor Swift and Android Weber. It's the song that, the, you know, they have to create a new song to be eligible for Best Original Song. It has to be original, right? Mm-hmm. For, like, Oscars and awards and stuff. And so, um, if, it's ironic, because Taylor Swift is in the movie and sings a song, but she doesn't sing her own song that she wrote, <laughs> which is fine. But it's a song that I think re- works really well because it offers the counterpoint. You have Jennifer Hudson's character... Who's like, oh, I remember when my life used to be good and how sad I am now and I used to be beautiful and all that. Yeah. And then the kind of counterpoint that's sung right, you know, in answer to her, like the prelude for her big number at the end, you know. It's basically the, oh, here's the silver lining in your cloudy day. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Is, well, you know, you've lived this amazing life and even though you don't have that anymore, at least you have your memories. Like, I have nothing. You know, I've never had a good life. Mm Mm-hmm. So at least you had it good before, mm-hmm. whereas there's plenty of people that never experienced that happiness. Right. And and I did actually like the way that Victoria's character was kind of there to be the counterpoint and also to draw um, Jennifer Hudson's character back. I would like to say, you said this before, like she was the best part of the movie for you. Yeah. But Jennifer Hudson doesn't have to prove anything, right? I mean, she has an right. Oscar. She already She's has famous. an Oscar. She can be in movies. She could be on Broadway if she wants. She could probably just do whatever oh, she speaking wants. Speaking of which, she is going to be Aretha Franklin in Respect. I'm not I think surprised. it's the biopic. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But yeah. one thing I will say, in addition to talking about Jennifer Hudson, is I feel like, like I feel bad for her because she is so powerful in this movie and does such a fantastic job, but like the rest of the movie is just kind of like dragging her down. Like, well, I, agree. I cried during like all of her songs. I agree, and to a point, it's interesting. I was reading the history of kind of how they wrote this, and honestly, the the original director slash writer who was like working or whatever the team of writer directors when they were first coming up with this show, mm-hmm. they were like it was like a last minute. Like, 11th hour, kind of, we need a big song. We need to figure out how to tie all this crap together. Mm-hmm. And they wrote that song, finally, in the end. And, you know, and they said, oh, this is what's going to kind of be the narrative through a redemption for her character. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't perfectly fit. It's an amazing song. It's a super famous song. It's still kind of weird, right? Like, yeah. they don't really have... They just kind of plop. They're like, all these cats are partying and having fun. Let's just plop this in and be like... It's a very big, like shift in tone of the movie when they're like yeah. yeah we're all having fun oh yeah we're doing good you know oh we conquered the bad guy oh this chick you know oh yeah she's sad let's try to make her not sad and yeah. then like she you know and it's so, yeah yeah so i think i mean they definitely could have done things differently especially in the modern age of so many like talent shows mm-hmm. and at the heart of it this movie slash play is, is a, a talent, talent show, show. Right. So, and it's like so if if you can watch America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent or whatever in your country, you know, they have, if you can watch yeah. that and cry because it's so, you know, people have these heartfelt and great. Yeah, it's reality TV. They play up the emotions and stuff, sure. But it's yeah. a movie. They're going to do the same thing. 
Yeah. So if you can cry watching that, why can't... Yeah, they should be able to craft a, a narrative where, you know, oh, this is the underdog who finally conquers... And they do, to some degree. That is her character. Mm-hmm. Um, they also don't explain why everyone hates her. Like, at the beginning of the movie, the other cats are, like, hissing at her and, like, right. telling well, Victoria yeah, to get away from her. Like, yeah. she's this Because she's fallen, a dirty like, street prostitute dirty cat. Street cat. <laughs> I don't know. It so is, weird. It is kind of interesting. Um, but then by the end of her song, when she's performing in the talent show, they all, like, you see that little kind of light bulb, like, switch, and they're all suddenly enamored with her. And they all love her by the end of it, but... Right. They... Seriously did nothing to explain why that is. Okay, so we've said a lot of all over the place stuff. We have danced around this movie. Okay, what were the best parts of this movie? Anytime Jennifer Hudson was on the screen. Okay, I've already that's said just that. it? That's just it? Jennifer game. Hudson. What were... Okay. That's Love it, it all. I also enjoyed the um, sort of... I mean, I liked the cat burglar cats, too. Did I you? thought their little shtick was fun okay so my favorite parts were basically anytime the music was really upbeat uh-huh um and not i mean okay so like memory is a great song whatever but some of the other songs are just kind of meh mm-hmm. or i mean basically you gotta either go high or you gotta go low like you gotta either be like super sad emotional tugging your heartstrings like memory or you gotta go super rocking just jamming out music because mm-hmm. the songs that were kind of in between that were just like little bouncy silly songs like they just they're kind of meh yeah in you know when you compare it to the other ones so i didn't i mean i already said i hated uh rebel wilson's character's song and scene and storyline i didn't i feel like james corden's, james corden's was really was awkward yeah it was just like bleh. it was weird whatever um other thing i noticed quick sidebar yeah um, so throughout the movie, like, they always talk about, oh, Victoria, you must be hungry. Like, never she does not <laughs> eat. Every single other character eats. She's, like, drinking milk and stuff. And drinking milk and doing whatever. And she never gets to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, getting back. I like <laughs> Jason Derulo's song. Uh-huh. It's fun. I liked, again, like, the magical Mr. Mistopheles song is a good song. Except in this movie, it's way too, like, somber. It's At the way end, too... it picks up. I know, but like in the musical, it's just like, yeah, this guy, he'll save the day. He's so awesome. So you dug the railway cat song. That song, well, that was prob- possibly the best part of the movie. It was, was that really song. good. Yeah. It was rocking, your toe tapping, and what's cool about it, and one of the reviews that I read that was kind of like, this movie could have been so much better, they were like, it's a movie. In the musical, you're confined to one, basically one setting, because you can't just constantly be changing the scenery. Yeah. And so in the musical version of that song, they do, in fact, like, make a train out of parts from the junkyard where they're all hanging out. Mm -hmm. And they're spinning, like, kind of umbrellas as the wheels. And they have, like, you know, cardboard boxes making up this train. And they're just kind of, like, pretending they're in a train. Yeah. In this, it's cool because they literally, like, cut to all of a sudden the cats are all dancing, like, on an actual, like, railway. Yeah. And they're out in the city, like, dancing. And it's like, yeah, that's what this movie... They, they should have been just all over the city, just having fun and, you know, being all everywhere and, and taking advantage of the fact that since it's a movie, they can literally put any backdrop they want. Yeah. And they should have taken advantage of that was her, was, uh, her point. And I think it was an article on Vox. I apologize for not having the writer. But that was a super rocking song and it was fun. And... And again, it was our kid's favorite part of it. Our the kid movie. liked it. <laughs> so here's my ultimate 
I guess, judgment of this so, film. Do you wish you had not watched Cats? Okay. <laughs> I would probably not watch this movie again. Okay. However, I would probably listen to the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. You're right? like a music guy, though. Like, sure. You dig music. Right. I'm not like a music person. Sure. But I would also listen to the soundtrack. Well, especially the soundtrack would be great because the couple of songs that I don't like, I could just hit skip. Skip them. Yep. Which is what I've been doing with the Anna and the Apocalypse soundtrack. Just skip. Did you like this movie? I guess that's... Okay. I did not hate it. I... So, when we look at movies with this podcast, our overall thing is, do we wish we had that time back? Or overall, was it actually not that bad? Or was it actually enjoyable, you know? And I feel like this one is... I, I definitely did not wish I hadn't watched it. I mean, we basically watched it kind of on a date. Yeah, it was like our, a date afternoon. Out, you know, um, on our days off and stuff. But I, I'm not going to, like, recommend people watch it. If this movie comes on, like, HBO streaming in six months or something... Because it is a fairly kid-friendly movie. I mm -hmm. mean, there's nothing in this movie that's at all bad. Yeah. Would you put it on in the background for our kids to watch? Or yeah. would you be like, nah, there's better crap you kids can watch. Don't nah, I probably about would. It. Yeah? Yeah. So you, in a, in a sense, might give it another chance where you'd come, you might not be paying attention, but you'd be okay with yeah. it. Yeah. And one of the things, I mean, I think now that the movie's been released, that it had such poor reception... They definitely have time before they release it on DVD to go back and fix oh, all yeah. like the visual issues that well, kind of honestly, take away from the experience of the movie. I would really, I wouldn't mind knowing if they if they did a director's cut, it would be interesting to see. Me. It would be interesting for me to see like what things they could change to make this not as bad. Yeah, they can't. I mean. Maybe they would go... I don't know how much CGI they would want like, to do. They can't give it the cook-off treatment and ruin the movie. Like, I feel like... I don't know how much lower they can go right. with what they had, but... I don't know how much facial changes they would want to make. They probably will just cut their losses and say, screw it, is the the thing, right? Yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to... And the sad thing is, they could have done the Sonic the Hedgehog thing, where everybody on the internet was like, this looks horrible, and then the director said, oh, crap. How do we make this better before we rush it out? They could have gone through... I even just saw a picture where they just added, like, a little bit of coloring to their face and noses yeah. to make them look slightly more cat-like. I mean, Mike Myers in The Cat in the Hat looked way more like a cat than they did. Yeah. And again, because it was practical. Right. Like, and... These and, things basically look the, like um, monsters from where the wild things are. Yeah. Right? Where they're like furry they're monster wearing, things, like, but pajamas. with just human faces. Yeah. And it's then... Yeah, even in the, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas with all the little who's. Yeah. Like, they made them look like who's. Yeah. It's definitely possible to do, but... Do you feel like some of the actors looked better as cats than others? I do. Who? So... Can I just say mine first? Okay. I had absolutely no problem. Victoria, played by Francesca Hayward. I don't know if it was the coloring. I don't know if it was the... Her facial features or whatever. I was perfectly fine with her face as a cat. Yeah. I don't know why. Other people, I looked at them, and it's not like it was that different, but I was just like, no, like, that just looks like a guy, like, you face-swapped a person onto your cat. Yeah. She, for some reason, looked okay, and I just, I was okay with it. Yeah. You know? I'm curious. So, I mean, for me, now that I'm thinking about it, 
the people that I didn't know, mm-hmm. the people who were not famous actors, mm-hmm. I was like, better. yeah, sure, they're sure, a cat. Yeah. Okay. However... So, like, Ian McKellen, you're like, no, that was just... Yeah, looks like that's Ian just McKellen Ian McKellen. Ears. Like... <laughs> By the way, speaking of ears, do cats' ears actually randomly twitch constantly? Yes. Because that really bothered yes, me in this movie, they that they're sitting there singing, and their ears are just, like, so little radar Jonathan antennas. Jonathan is just highly out. allergic to cats. I've never owned a cat. I probably will never own a cat. We have this theory. Hey, one day we'll get our feral barn cat to okay. mouse in the backyard. Um, but yes, they do. Their ears, because they're they have very sensitive hearing, so mm-hmm. they are always kind of like twitching them, and basically like you can kind of tell their mood a little bit by their ears. So like you know, okay. their ears are like perk up, or like they'll put their ears back when they're mad. Yeah, that just bugged me because it was like. It was constant. It wasn't just like every once in a while they twitched or something because they hurt. It was like just literally watching like two little cartoon satellite dishes going do 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 yeah. like rotating, you know, constantly. And yeah. It, was just, it bothered me. And the other weird thing about cat behavior on humans, <laughs> we're talking about that again, is so in the, at the Jellicle Ball, which... Also one of the best scenes in the movie... Where they really, and it's an instrumental, uh-huh. and they're just dancing and having fun, but the music is really just upbeat. I really like that scene too, even yeah. though there wasn't necessarily like words, it was just fun. And yeah. that's what the musical is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be just that fun of just like, yeah, you know, they're just having a party. Yeah. So they're at this like abandoned hotel, and they're in the grand lobby, okay. and the moon is like coming up over the thing, and it's going to... Go into the circle of the broken stained glass dome atop the hotel. And the cats, like... paid way more attention to some of this than I did, apparently. Yeah. And the cats, like, start twitching and, like, like, they're all... Like, it's like like a werewolf at the full moon, you know? Like, they start getting all, like, itchy and twitchy and they know the change is coming and they all just started like writhing on the ground this isn't when taylor swift has given them all the cat no it's right it's like, like a drug no OG. it's okay. right after the part that you liked oh okay. where they're all just kind of dancing and hanging out okay it's super bizarre yeah i mean that just describes cats in general i know but like it's weird to see people do it i get it i think my ultimate uh so the problem with this movie is the worst parts of this movie are in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay? It starts off weird. The Lone Ranger problem. (laughs) Kind of. So, one of the reviews I read where she's like, why, you have this upbeat, you know, score, like, leading into this thing, right? You know, the credits or whatever. Yeah. And then you have, like, and that just segues into this cat being dumped off for dead. You know, it's like, yeah, Yeah. about a party, whatever. Die, cat. You're like, what? (laughs) What the heck? No, like... That's not how you should start it, and it that's not even the worst, because then the first major song after they introduce, like, and talk about who what cats are and everything, the first major character song is uh, Rebel Wilson's Gumby Cat, and that's just awful. Just get rid of it completely <laughs> with the cockroaches and everything. And then after that, I think, is James Corden's, like, Fat Cat whatever rich guy yeah. rich gentleman's club cat yeah he's, that's he's a rich cat who After likes that, to it slum better. it with the 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 street cats <laughs> yeah so after that it gets better honestly that's the worst section of the movie and, and, I, and I think unfortunately it, it turns a lot of people any off any less sense if you just oh, yeah. started it there that's true yeah yeah it'll be like exactly one ranger like just start this movie 
30 minutes in and just have fun and just accept that it's all just a bunch of cats having a party and voting on which one of them wins the heaven sent talent show. I was worried it was going to be like an Alita battle angel situation where the winner doesn't actually oh, get to yeah. ascend. Right. They just like they just die. Like die. <laughs> Spoilers for Alita battle uh, angel. What was I, yeah. I going to say? Oh, yeah. But no, she flies off in a hot air balloon into the sky and yeah. then disappears. Presumably. Because magic is real in yeah. cat world. So I think we can agree this movie's not good. But. But it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's not as bad. The problem is, like we said at the beginning, it's already a polarizing musical. Mm -hmm. You either love it or you hate it. And that's fine. So I guess my advice would be, to people who already know they like the musical, I think you can enjoy this movie version of it. Mm -hmm. Like, you might disagree with some things and just skip. when you're, If you're watching it on, because you're not going to be watching it in the theaters, because it's not in theaters. It, it's out of theaters after, if you like, can find three it three weeks. Theater. If um, you can find it in theaters, like, props to you. Like, <laughs> it was hard for us so to find. When you get, if, it's, if it comes out on, you know, streaming or whatever, um, just, yeah, just skip skip a couple of the crappy parts and you probably have an enjoyable time. If you're the kind of person who already knows you don't like Cats the Musical or you don't like Android Weber or you don't like musicals or whatever, yeah, don't watch it, duh. Like, <laughs> why would you? So, here's the thing. This movie's gonna win the Razzie for Worst Picture. I would Is almost it? guarantee it. Yes, I would almost guarantee it. And and here's the problem. It comes down to the Razzies are an anti-popularity contest and I'm not criticizing that but you just have to understand that they are. And the fact of the matter is they pick the worst movie that's really just a bad movie, but also a really famous movie. Mm -hmm. They don't actually pick the worst movie ever. Because right. they're, I guarantee you there's some crappy, lower budget, just garbage, whatever movies that have come out. But this is the big blockbuster, you know, famous musical, whatever, with all these stars, and it was a big flop. It's going to win the Razzie. But... This is... And, and there's going to be people who, full of hyperbole, be like, this is one of the worst movies ever. No. This movie is basically, to use an American football NFL metaphor here, <laughs> this movie is the Cincinnati Bengals of 2019. Okay? It looks... Also another type of cat. <laughs> true. So, for anyone who's not American listening, thank you. I'm glad that we're reaching people elsewhere in the world. Use whatever your sport... Whoever was the worst team in the league of the sport that you like, that's you'll be able to follow this analogy. Cincinnati Bengals this year were horrible. They only won one game, but they weren't nearly as bad. And to go a step further, sometimes in sports there's like teams that are so bad that you end up with like all the, the talking head people on TV. They're like, man, this team's so bad. I bet some college football team could probably beat them. And you're like, no. Like, realistically, no. And that's what this movie is. This movie might be the worst Hollywood like, big-budget film in the last year, or one of the worst, but that, like, it's still miles ahead of, like, actual garbage, <laughs> like, no-budget, made-by-a-bunch-of-guys-on-an-iPhone-in-their-shed kind of movies, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this movie does have legitimate production value, which puts it on another level. Yeah. Yes, the director did a horrible job, I think. I don't agree with his vision. I don't understand his vision. It seems like he made a bunch of weird tweaks to an already working story that people liked, even if it doesn't have much of a story. I don't understand why he was trying to 
go the directions he did to tweak the story. And I'm putting all the blame on him. And it's ironic. You know, he has an Oscar. So, you know, good for him. <laughs> for best director. <laughs> like, not like some cheap, you know, like other category, whatever. No, like he directed a really great film. Um, and it's not like it's going to destroy his career or anything. Yeah. It's still an okay movie for what it is. Because it's a musical. It's a very niche film, right? So, it's in a yeah. specific genre that a lot of people don't like. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a weird version of an already weird version of that genre. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it has all these so, things going against it. Here's one question I have for you before we wrap this up. So, Francesca ha- Hay- Hayward. Yeah. Um, obviously, she's a great ballet dancer. Yeah. As someone who is not a classically trained singer, because I'm not, I thought her singing wasn't great. Okay. Like, I thought it was kind of mediocre at best. Uh-huh. So I'm curious if you thought that. And if so... I Yeah, I see what you're saying. She definitely had some notes that it seemed like she struggled to hit. Like, her voice was not what you didn't necessarily expect out of... Like, yeah. When you're putting them up against other famous pop stars and singers yeah. and then you know when i'm watching videos comparing it to the actual musical and listening to yeah. like fame you know broadway and, right. and london you know west end singers and whatnot and i agree and then i sense. felt like her ballet dancing while beautiful wasn't as important to the story as singing was sure so i'm curious if maybe it would have been better to cast someone who is a better singer but a worse Dancer. Well, and the funny thing is, too, is they could have just had other cats doing the dancing. Yeah. Because, so, uh, Les Twins yes, the is twins. a, uh, like a hip-hop dancing twin brother group that feature in this film. And another movie And also we a fil- another week. film we're going to watch for this podcast, or we've watched for this podcast. Um, they don't have any lines. Yeah. They just dance. They literally just scenes. dance. Yeah. Also, they're wearing tennis shoes. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. It was weird and jarring only because none of the other cats have shoes on. And one thing to add when you're complaining about the hands and stuff, mm-hmm. what what weirded me out more was all these cats with like weird furry human feet. Like they didn't well, CGI them into cat they paws. They, yes. They did not give them cat paws. And in a lot of the scenes, as with the hands, they forgot the fur. But I'm like, why are like, they... Why are they barefoot? Like, give them ballet slippers or give them, you know, like, dancing shoes. Give them something. It was just... Yeah. Like, because on stage, even in regular ballet, not, like, point, you do wear shoes. Yeah. And on (laughs) musicals, I'm pretty sure they're wearing shoes. You do wear shoes. Along with their spandex and cat makeup. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been nice to have them in shoes. And on anyway, that thought, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for how just all over the place random this episode might have felt. I probably didn't even say half of what I wanted to say, and that's fine because we're not going <laughs> to go forever. But um, yeah, Cats is weird. It's not nearly as extreme and horrible as I mean. We're just in a society where people just go for the hyperbole. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, this was all. This was a nightmare dumpster fire." No, it really so, wasn't. We it are, was unpolished. We are not people who do drugs, <laughs> but I'm curious. I've if heard this a lot of people about people is 
taken... way better if you're on drugs. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know about better, but I, there's definitely been some news stories it's about people different. going and seeing it on drugs and really freaking out. Getting scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I will be interested to see what this movie, how this movie ages, because as, you know, it just becomes streaming fodder and whatnot, um... And as I say, I think as people just get used to the idea, especially if we see in other movies, it'll be interesting to see if, if it's not as weird and out there and people kind of give it another chance and it develops a bit of a cult following. Mm -hmm. I know that people are like, oh no, it's it's not so bad it's good. And I agree, it's not so bad it's good because it's actually not so bad, period. Yeah. When you put in the perspective of what it is. Again, yeah. if you hate musicals, if you hate Andrew Lloyd Webber, if you hate weird, you know, kind of just fun, dancey, whatever kind of things. Yeah, you're not going to like it. Don't watch it. Yeah. That's fine. The problem we do have with it, though, is I think, like you said earlier, it tried to be a musical but stage production dramatic. and a movie at the same time. Yeah. Whereas maybe it should have just tried to be... A movie musical. Here's a crazy question. What if they had just, like, made them cats? I was just thinking that. Like, basically, like, the way that like, they animated... what if they were literally just cats? The way they animated the new live, quote-unquote, live-action CGI yeah. Lion King, what if yeah. they just looked like that, like cats? Yeah. That and then you could still have them, like, dancing. So I guess the problem there is, like, the Lion King, when they're purely CGI and realistic-looking, as opposed to, like, traditional animation animals, yeah. you can't really give them expressions... That was the problem yeah. with Lion King. They didn't really have expression, so they weren't... Yeah. It didn't connect as well, because you couldn't see Scar, like, grinning maliciously. Yeah. He was just some lion sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to kill that, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, the same, maybe not even... Maybe just a... Maybe an animated version. Like, imagine, like, a Disney Pixar level of animation with just, like, cats having a good time I mean, stuff. to but compare it, more it to, like, the Aristocats... Yeah. Like... Cats are dancing and yeah, exactly. stealing and yeah. gallivanting around in that yeah. movie, and it was animated. They yeah. did just fine. Yeah. That or go full prosthetics and make them like humans with cat faces. Well, the ironic thing is that... Instead of in cats the, with human faces. And I might have already said this, but in the musical... They look like human bodies with cat faces because they have makeup. Yeah. And in this, they look like human faces with cat bodies. That's what I just said. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying in the musical, it's the opposite. And yeah. it looks better in the musical because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, of course, you just know, you know they're people. Yeah. But they have makeup on and it makes their faces look more cat-like versus this weird uncanny valley yeah. thing where they're human faces that are like orange. Yes. I have not Googled the cat musical Face makeup. Face I'm purely going on Ron Perlman as the Beast. I, so I wanted. But it works. <laughs> I actually wanted her to watch a couple of the songs from the musical to compare and see like how they change stuff, like especially where they change the tone, and she yeah. didn't want to because she didn't. She wanted to go into this totally surprised with everything I wanted to say. Yeah, because so. I feel like it's it's better <laughs> for me to have the perspective of never seeing the musical. Right. Whereas you have seen it. Right. Yeah. I'll make you watch them later. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of One Star Bazaar. As always, you can reach out to us on social media to let us know what you think or what you'd like us to review next. If you'd like to rate and review this episode, it lets us know that you're listening and we greatly appreciate your feedback. 
Next week, we are taking a look at a frequent flyer here on the podcast and reviewing the Michael Bay-helmed Bad Boys 2, just in time for the release of the threequel Bad Boys for Life. I'm very disappointed, by the way, with Bad Boys for Life, because it should be Bad Boys 4 for life. Like, you know what I mean? It upsets me that the third one... I know! It just... It just upsets (laughs) me. It upsets me. They should have made a third one before, and that way it could be Bad Boys 4 life. Yeah. Anyway. So join us next week.